other former mayors more than a year after David Boswell was found guilty of raping one girl and indecently assaulting another when they were both aged under 10. Boswell was jailed for 18 years in 2018 for historic child sex offences predating his time as mayor and county councillor. Members voted 13 to 2 in favour of the portrait of the disgraced former mayor remaining. The county councillor resigned from the town council immediately after the vote. Speaking after the meeting, he said, My resignation from Pembroke Town Council was by no means pre-planned. Following concerns expressed by residents just over a month ago, I emailed the town clerk, copied to all town councillors, expressing my view that the photograph of the former mayor should be taken down. As the debate continued, it became clear that many of those councillors present were more concerned about the former mayor's place in history, as well as attacking the member of the public who initially raised this matter on social media. A change.org online petition calling for the removal of the portrait has attracted nearly 300 signatures to date. A man in Haverford West failed to make a clean getaway when he stole a hoover to fund a heroin purchase. 42-year-old Stuart John Burgess appeared before Haverford West magistrates on February 11th to plead guilty to theft from a shop. Vaughan Pritchard-Jones prosecuting said the defendant was seen acting suspiciously and was then seen rushing towards the exit. A store employee chased after him and checked his bag. No items were found, but CCTV revealed that a candy cordless hoover worth £79.99 had been stolen after an empty box was discovered abandoned in an aisle. Burgess told police he had planned to sell the vacuum in order to buy heroin. Magistrates fined Burgess £120 and ordered him to pay £79.99 compensation to the store, £85 costs and a £32 surcharge. And in sporting news, Nayland are set to make quarterfinals of the West Wales Cup. Nayland AFC seemed to be set dramatically reinstated in this season's West Wales Intermediate Cup after it emerged that Rose had been removed from the competition. The Neath-based team beat the Nomads this month to seemingly book a place in the quarterfinals, winning an epic game 5-4 to four after extra time. But on Sunday night, Rose confirmed via social media that their fifth substitute that day had been deemed ineligible by the West Wales Football Association and they had therefore been thrown out. A club statement read that Rose have been removed from the West Wales Cup due to fielding an ineligible player. No one at the club was aware of this. The player was signed at Christmas and was used as the fifth sub during extra time in Nayland. A silly mistake and we're gutted, but good luck to all those left in. As it stands, Nayland are still awaiting official confirmation of their progress, but competition rules make it almost certain that they will now be in the last eight for the first time in their history. I'm Charlie James and you're up to date on Pure West Radio. For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, see the action live from our studios in Haverford West at purewestradio.com and on our Facebook page, Pure West Radio.
and welcome back to Healthy Minds, Healthy Lives with myself, Bram, Hector, and our extra very special guest this evening, Nicole, who's agreed to stay on for a little bit longer at least, <laughs> as we're having some very good conversations. We are over on Facebook Live, but if you can't access Facebook Live and you'd like to send in a question, you can do so by texting. Uh, the number is 60777. Please remember to start your message with PWR, otherwise it will be lost in ether. And also remember that your text will be charged at your standard network rate. Uh, being of a certain age, as all in the studio you ex- you excluded to this of course because you're far <laughs> younger than us two uh, we like a good email because that's how we kind of grew up wasn't it Hector good emails they were the kind of first electronic kind of messages we had I remember phoning my mates using a telephone box what like that thing about telephone boxes going completely off piece as I do why was the emergency number the furthest number of the phone Say that again. Right, so 999, yep. your nine was round here, so it was like... <laughs> whereas you would I've have been 111. One, like one. that even. Yes, you uh, have used one. I have used one. Yes, well, they that's all they had years ago. Mm-hmm. And you couldn't use it before six o'clock because the bill was too much. And we used to use knockers. <laughs> no, that sounds a bit wrong. Anyway, anyway we have been show. discussing... We're over on Facebook Live. We have been discussing all sorts of things this evening, actually. Yeah, no, we've been... Uh, the theme of tonight's show is, uh, as you, as always on Healthy Minds, uh, we, have, we try and have a theme, and it's been different types of kind of uh, mental distress. We've had all sorts of things. Tonight, we're looking at... Uh, what we're loosely calling kind of different perspectives on um, on mental health and kind of what might be going on there for different for people and Nicole's kind of very kindly sharing her perspectives on that so that's what we've been talking about this evening we've had some good interaction off the Facebook page as always and again invite people to send in any comments or questions Uh, that makes it kind of you know we love that kind of interaction and that's very much what the show is about uh, and if you do send in a comment on Facebook if or messages in message us and you want to remain anonymous please say so okay so back to the show <laughs> Nicole uh, so from my perspective in terms of kind of mental health one of the things that I would ask myself and the context that I work in we would ask ourselves okay so we've got we think we have an understanding about what mental health is about and uh, then we there's always the question right how do we help people so mm. sometimes you might say how do you treat somebody with a with a mental distress or mental health difficulties so from your perspective does that fit into the way that you uh, view mental health or the way that you might approach that if somebody said look this is what's going on please help me would that yeah. be something that you would work with or look at or how does that fit with well you? if anyone asks for help, I think that already is a very courageous thing to do. Mm -hmm. So uh, that alone, um, I believe is worth the time to listen to someone. Mm -hmm. Um, I I like that you make a distinction between the words um, treating someone or helping someone. (laughs) Whereas I believe treating someone would apply that, I don't know, it's, 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 that, that they're sick and they need a treatment. It's a mm-hmm. clinical term. Treatment, it's a clinical it? term. Whereas mm-hmm. helping someone, actually, it makes it feels like you're empowering someone, and I think it might help the person who's receiving it to feel more empowered too, to not be looked as a to be treated as somebody who's sick. Um, so, and when it comes to helping someone, for me um, and the way I work with my um, customers, really is that. It's, it's about the space holding. And what I mean with space holding is to be able to, to be there for someone 
uh, without having the need to fix mm -hmm. or um, or change anything about that other person. So it requires uh, me in this case, but I think any any person who is doing this uh, definitely professionally, but you can also do it just for 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 people, you know, even just in in in, in your own surroundings. Mm -hmm. I think this is something that's very necessary in a world is to uh, to to be aware of your own uh, feelings, but keep them for yourself mm -hmm. while you are there for someone else. So I think that if somebody tells you that they're feeling uh, really sad or feeling really bad, it's very common for someone to say, oh, don't feel that way, mm -hmm. or oh, cheer up, or when someone's angry saying, oh, don't be angry. But that's not helping that person in that moment. And I'm not saying the professionals do that, but I'm also giving people at home a way of understanding that we are um, actually keeping ourselves in this loop mm -hmm. of, of um, not feeling our feelings, which, as we said at the beginning of the show, is so important to get yourself out of this. Or, or not even just out of something, but just changing in your life. So by telling someone that they cannot feel something, that's immediately suppressing that emotion. Whereas it's so important to feel that emotion. So if somebody feels pain and you're, you're uncomfortable with that, that's because there is a part of you that feels pain mm -hmm. as well. Yep. So if, you, if, you're t if you're someone who's, who is very, who very easily tells someone else, oh, cheer up or don't feel that way. I'm tempted to say that's not helping anyone, but I understand what's happening. Mm. But it's uh, that's the one. And I and, and I'm not saying everyone does this, but I do see this in some of the professional uh, helps, uh, not saying that they're saying, oh, don't feel this way. But to be able to hold space for someone without projecting your own emotions mm -hmm. on someone else, because I think in Maybe you're talking about, uh, so f from what I'm hearing, what I, how I would describe that is the difference between, <coughs> excuse me, between empathy and sympathy. So mm. for, for me, being empathic is, uh, is um, t you know, you kind of imagine as if you were in that person's, you know, uh, in that person's position. You've mm. kind of got one foot in, in, in the sort of trench with them and one foot out. So you're trying to, as if you were, them i wonder what that might be like for that person as opposed to being sympathetic which is a bit more i think what you're describing of the oh well you know don't feel that way or oh, it'll be okay kind of attitude yeah. which as you say can be uh not very helpful for some people not necessarily <laughs> no okay so um you're saying that it's about holding that in terms of kind of helping I'm going to use the word treating because I'm just going to. <laughs> <laughs> and there's probably another debate about the difference between those two things. Okay, so you're talking Interestingly about... Interestingly enough, just as a side point, okay. sorry to interrupt you. Just you guys out listening there, which would you prefer, treating or helping? Is that helping, you, yeah. Helping. Treating okay. or helping? Just as a little Facebook... No, no, a really good idea. So, yeah, please get in touch. Uh, so we're talking about kind of... Uh, I was saying, what do we do if somebody's kind of coming to us... Uh, and they have some kind of mental health issues. And just as an interesting kind of discussion point to the listeners, how would you prefer to be uh, thought of coming for treatment or coming for help? Do we want us to help you or do you want us to treat you? Anyway, we'll leave that there and hopefully we'll get some feedback. 
um <clears throat> so yes yeah, so you so back, back to nicole and you were saying that part of what you would do as a way of helping people would be uh, kind of holding a space do you can you describe that a bit more to us? Yeah, and, and actually I have to, um, I even have to just look at the word helping, but it doesn't matter. Because the, the, people, I, the, the, the people I work with, the line of work I work with, are usually the CEOs, the managers, and the business owners. Mm-hmm. So their perspective is a little different as well, as, as I would say, as therapists and counselors. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, the way I work with them is I teach them how to hold space for other people so it's it's i support them i stand mm-hmm. next to them and 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 the whole process of that really is be, is ch- turning emotional awareness into emotional intelligence so in order to you can be emotionally aware you can be aware of what you're feeling mm-hmm. and you can be aware of what's going on but then there's a difference also in knowing how to be intelligent about that and knowing how to communicate that and when to communicate mm-hmm. that and when not to um so yeah what is <laughs> okay and can it, that's that's really hang interesting on, hang on just for one thing uh okay. tracy patch has just jumped in to me helping by friends medical help treatment yeah okay yeah. typical tracy okay so uh, tracy's a regular listener hello tracy lovely to hear from you as always so tracy's saying that there's something kind of medical about the the word yep. treatment and there's kind of uh you know something neither would upset her however okay okay um right brilliant thank you tracy please keep coming in with your comments and ideas uh on the facebook page it's really really good okay so we we were just talking about how do we help stroke treat people (laughs) coming in with who are looking for some kind of assistance from us uh and nicole saying that you know one of the most important things for her is about helping is, is being there to hold a kind of space for people um and uh, is there any more that you want to say then about this sort of sense of kind of holding holding space for people? Yeah, I call it heart-centered space holding. Okay. Um, is to be able to to be in a room with someone without feeling uncomfortable. And I believe that, and this is actually something that I uh, mentioned before the break, is is looking at it from an even bigger perspective of how we are conditioned as a society. So I think that any mental health issue, and I'm talking about the ones that are, um, you know, I'm not actually talking about brain damage or something like that, but Mm -hmm. mental health issues um, stem from uh, a trauma. And a trauma for me is experiencing a lack of safety. And having experienced a lack of safety creates anxiety. Mm-hmm. And from that anxiety, behaviors occur that might not necessarily be of benefit to you. So I think that's the, the, the root of mental health um, issues, is that at some point in your life, you've experienced some form of anxiety. Now, I believe that a lot of anxiety, and this is a, this is a big one, <laughs> and some people might or might not agree, but I actually think that the majority of our society is raised from a sense of anxiety instead of love. I actually believe that a lot of, of conditioning has been passed down from generations to generations, and we forgot what real love is like, is to be able to hold that space for someone unconditionally mm-hmm. instead of projecting your own 
uh, emotions on someone else, on someone else, and it starts in the family. You know, every problem that we have in the world or as a society starts within the family. Is how we raise our children. Is how we can hold the space for our children, and allowing them to feel what they feel as well. Yeah. without feeling uncomfortable as parents about the emotions that it stirs up within us. Very good point. Okay. Can Funnily I, enough, we touched on that last week when I asked, um, or last time, when I asked, why do we have these negative thoughts in the first mm -hmm. place? And you came up with a very interesting outlook on that. Did I? Yes, you said, because <laughs> as, as children, as children, we're always talked in a kind oh, yeah, of negative yeah. way. Not not oh. in a harmful way, but don't cross that road or don't run out into exactly. the road. Don't touch the hot fire. Yeah. Uh, don't, don't, don't. No, 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 no. And as parents, we do this, um, like you said, in our own anxieties, but we're trying to protect our children. So it's not done in a negative way, but ends up, if you buy into mm. that theory, of uh, negative connotations in adulthood. Charlie has just had a very good quote, just something to make you think here. Okay. Uh, just wondering what Hector and Nicole thought about this. What about me, man? Uh, <laughs> the events unfolding in front of me are more important than how I feel about them. Michael Singer on anxiety. The, the, events. the events unfolding in front of me are more important than how I feel about them. Just a little curveball to throw in there. Okay. That's, what that's, that's an interesting quote. Can I uh, sidestep the, that from Charlie? Boo. Do, <laughs> for the moment. Okay. <laughs> Can I just go back to this idea that you, you were saying that, that uh, from your perspective, Nicole, that kind of mental mental illness or yeah, whatever we're going to call it, mental health difficulties is about um, kind of not feeling safe in childhood and that the anxiety that that generates. What about the argument then, there's a kind of more medical argument that for some people, some quite serious, what we call serious mental illness, is about kind of, at its simplest, chemical imbalances in the mm. brain. It, how how would that that theory, that concept, sit with where you, how you view these kind of uh, things? Does that, does that make sense as a question? Chemical imbalances in the brain. Yeah, so sometimes, so the part yeah. of the, you know, the argument is that, you know, that people can become very unwell and, um, for example, might be hearing voices or seeing things, etc., mm -hmm. etc., et, cetera, et cetera, and, uh, and they would be helped and they would be uh, kind of conceptualised as that is happening because there's, there's a, a chemical imbalance at its simplest in the brain. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is where the spiritual perspective comes in. Okay. I actually believe that our thoughts create our reality, which means that any kind of, even an imbalance in the brain can be caused by something that is, uh, that we are thinking. But this happens as, on a subconscious level. And it can also be, and this is what I mean, with passed down from generations to generations. So if, for example, one of your parents has experienced a very traumatic uh, life experience and they haven't dealt with that mm -hmm. that pain and that anxiety can be passed down to you emotionally but also in what we call cellular memory mm -hmm. in your body and I actually believe that if that it can happen that even be like you're not aware of that as a child obviously but that anxiety then it comes with you in your body and it can actually create uh, physical imbalances mm -hmm. um, then to me and and you know the, the the next question would probably be does it also mean that we can then balance it out again by yes. thinking more positive thoughts yeah, yeah. and i like to believe that we can however this is this is not something that might be done in one lifetime 
again. So it's it's. I have a very very specific perspective on this, which I can feel a completely different show on. <laughs> um, I, okay. It's not something that I can ex- that I'm I am I'm going into now in ten minutes, mm-hmm. but because I know it can be very sensitive to a lot of people okay. to talk For, about no, it. That's good. Okay. I mean, I so think we need to invite you back later in the year then <laughs> for another show. <laughs> I mean, I think it's just talking. You know, that the point of tonight's show really is talking about kind of just sort of ways that we can uh, as as uh, as as people as a society ways that we that we can look at mental health and and mental illness and i think that's you know the whole point of tonight's conversation really isn't it can i just check bram is there any more kind of um activity on the facebook page there any are, more questions there are people listening and watching but no one is saying anything <laughs> uh, we can go to break if you want i do have your Wayland song that you let's, requested oh, I tell you what, let, nicole's requested a song <laughs> let's play that and then we can come back and uh, continue with the conversation i've actually snuck another one in as well so there's a couple of songs time um so but if you do want to get into the show not on facebook live you can email us at studio at purestradio.com text us at 60777 remember start your message with pwr or you can jump on the facebook uh, obviously we're on facebook live there so a couple of songs we'll be right back with more healthy minds healthy lives yeah yeah everyone having fun good yes excellent Between whiskey and water into wine It's a long way home You're down and out and out here on your own It don't matter who you are And it's time to lock and load Be that rebel fight inside of you 
got a bit of a fade that one then it would appear doesn't just stop welcome back to healthy minds healthy lives i am here bram hector is here good evening and our extra very special guest who's hung around all show is nicole <laughs> hello how are you doing oh very well good little break there another see see i think what we should do is we just have two shows we have the on-air show and the off-air show because we've just been having some really interesting <laughs> conversations off the air and then when you come on to on the air can we recreate them and get people stoked we can. with them of course, of course we, we can. can of course we are okay so as always uh, welcome back to the show this is the last half of the show um um healthy minds with myself this is hector and so for the last part of the show we're going to be sort of talking about we we touched on this right at the beginning and we're going to go back to this and i don't think we're going to get a clear answer before mm. we even start i don't mean to be negative but we have been just saying okay what let's go back to basics what do we mean what do we think 
is meant by the expression mental health. Uh, and we were saying that there seems to be an assumption that whenever we talk about mental health, that there it only ever means that there's something wrong with us, somebody mm. else. Would that Which would imply that we need to fix something. Okay. But what if we don't have to fix anything? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what from your perspective then, Nicole, what you know, what's what does it mean to you when you hear somebody talking about kind of mental health? Yeah. <clears throat> well, it ties in a bit of what I mentioned in the in the just before the break. Um uh, but it's it's I think that somebody is only mentally ill if we perceive it as such so um let me okay let me get this really straight what i mean with that is that if if, if what we perceive as mental health issues are issues because we consider them abnormal to to behavior that we otherwise consider normal right which means that everything that uh, is abnormal is considered I don't know, mental health issue or, or sick or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But what if that is not a sickness? Can we accept everyone who has anything that is abnormal to us, quote unquote abnormal, can we just make that normal? What if it is us just changing our perspective on those people instead of trying to change those people to fit into anything that we consider normal. Mm-hmm. I think that is actually <laughs> the best solution that we can offer anyone. Um, okay. And and also where the space holding comes in is to allow anyone to fully be where they are and how they feel and who they are right now. And then if they don't feel comfortable with it, they might or might not might decide to change. Okay. Can I come in with a question there? Sure. Or uh, uh, just to follow on from something you were saying. So in some ways, what what you seem to be saying is that what if society changes its perspective? Okay, I, I, I get that. Um, what if, and it, so for example, if society changes its perspective and uh, somebody is depressed, for example, and we go, okay, well, let's, let's let them be depressed. But we do know that, that people who are depressed there is a risk that they may either attempt or mm-hmm. or do take their own lives do mm-hmm. we where where do we stand then with that perspective if we're just kind of going oh well they're depressed and we accept that as a as a kind of as a normal as a well normal. there's two different things here that I would like to point out one is that um is that as a society because depression for example is a is a big thing mm-hmm. right and there's there's more and more people being being labeled as being as as being depressed or mm-hmm. whatever. So <clears throat> first of all there is I think a, a, a responsibility as a society to acknowledge the fact that that is happening which mm-hmm. says something about our health as about us as a society in general like how is it possible that we are living in a society where more important people actually feel depressed that says something about the standard of living that we're creating together so we have to accept that instead of the depressed the people that feel depressed being abnormal that we're slowly growing into the fact that that might just be a very normal Mm -hmm. thing that people feel depressed and that there's a lot of people who feel depressed even without being diagnosed that Mm -hmm. way so there's uh, what I'm saying here is that by by accepting them as normal, we are accepting that there is something in a society 
that we might not actually enjoy and the way we've created it together. So we might have to look at society and change something there and how we approach our lives and how we create um, the way we live together mm -hmm. and take care of each other and support each other and be in our families together. So, uh, But that is only possible if we feel the pain first. This is mm -hmm. where I come in. So to feel the pain in a society saying there's a lot of mental health issues, especially in the Western world. Why are they here? Why are they here? Because in, in a lot of <coughs> Eastern countries, they're not looked at as mental health issues. Mm -hmm. So in some ways you're saying that there's, there, there could be something about what's going on in the society as, as it is, particularly in the West at the moment, that that actually, and there's there's an acceptance that, that we're talking about depression as an example, that that's kind of <laughs> a, a norm. I just wondered, what is there an argument or do you think that... Uh, that as human beings that it's normal for us to be to be or experience depression for example as part of the human condition at some point in our life i think that it is i think our natural state of being is one of well-being mm -hmm. and is one of feeling good and i believe that um that it's like be like it's uh, i don't know if you know abraham hicks but abraham mm -hmm. hicks is a very it's a um, Esther Hicks is someone who channels a consciousness called Abraham. Mm -hmm. Now you can either believe in it or not, but I think the analogy that she uses is very, uh, very soothing in this case. Is that she's like it's it's like pushing a cork underwater. So that cork wants to float. It feels good when it's floating. Yet what we do with our mind and our rational thinking is we keep pushing that cork underwater because mm -hmm. we believe, for whatever reason, that that will help us. Whereas if we just let it go, it will float. So I believe um, that life is meant to be a joyous experience. Okay. And I think this is, and I call it default setting, your, de your, your root belief. Do you believe that life is meant to be a joyous experience or do you believe that it is meant to be a struggle? And if you, in the core of your being, believe that it's meant to be a struggle, then how can you ever mm -hmm. create something that is joyous? Mm -hmm. So... Um, this in anything that I do I get down to the core of that to the root belief what is the root belief do you deeply in in every cell of your being believe that life is meant to be joyous or is it or that life is meant to be a struggle mm -hmm. and I think it's it's in our society it's very common and we're on a daily basis basis being conditioned into that over and over again to see life as a struggle mm -hmm. Into to it's it's been considered normal that we have to work really hard for a small amount of money, right? Yeah, yeah. Or that uh, we get sick every time there's a virus going around, or um, I don't know, or that 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 we that 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 we that there's all kind of sicknesses. Mm -hmm. um, it's we are constantly that 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 is considered mm -hmm. normal. To see life as a struggle, I don't get that. Okay, because <laughs> it sounds like that, and, and uh, you know, some people in in kind of this in mental health line of work talk about that uh, an individual can have a kind of narrative for themselves for their life, and it sounds that and that one thing that can be helpful is to try and change that narrative, the story we have about our life, our self, mm. which then kind of almost kind of dictates how we then yeah. experience our life and and the things we do. So it sounds like. In some ways, you're saying that maybe 
am I hearing you right that that actually changing the narrative as I would call it is a way is a is a helpful way of a useful way of kind of helping people is that well I've I've done it you know I've I I I've lived a life where I intrinsically believed that it was meant that that I was I just had to struggle Mm -hmm. that was just what it was um and I managed to change that around thinking you know what no I'm not having this. Mm-hmm. I I don't want this. Um, if this is what life is, then I'd rather just not live. But then there was a part of me that thought, but I'm not the person who's gonna who's gonna step out of this. Mm-hmm. So I need to change something. So I set out on a quest to change, and any external source wasn't helping me. So there was only one way to go, and that was inwards. Okay. I had to I had to go inwards. I had to go find my own truth and what I really wanted to believe in. Mm-hmm. And could I believe that that whatever happened to me wasn't happening to me but it was happening for me. Um and and that's what I worked on and that's uh that's been a journey. You mm-hmm. know, it's not an overnight I mean the decision could be overnight, yep. but it's it's a journey. So I understand that the question could be what what can we do on a daily basis, but if this is really something that you want to work on, then it requires an investment in in time and dedication and focus. Um and for some it might be easier than for others depending on how strongly rooted you are in your conditioning mm-hmm. and your beliefs. Um, but for me, it 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 took about ten years okay. to change it around, and it was, I mean, <laughs> that's quite a journey. <laughs> I was, I'm not gonna, you know, I I wouldn't miss it for the world. But my goodness, you know, it yeah. was challenging. It was. Sure. There were I'm moments sure. like, yeah. oh my goodness, what? Why is this happening to me? Oh no, this is not happening to me. It's happening for me. It's happening for me. Um, yeah, and that's quite an interesting d- thing there because uh, you were saying that you know this sort of journey, as you call it, took you ten years, uh, maybe changing the narrative, changing your mm-hmm. way of thinking and feeling, and and the things you did or didn't do, your your actions and behaviour. It's interesting. There was a kind of ten year process for you to yeah. to, to do that. But I only realise now that it was a ten year yeah. process because I didn't know it when I started, and I didn't okay. know when I went, when I was in it. Okay, but on reflection, it's a ten year process, and it's kind of interesting because uh, when we look at um, the th- sort of therapies, if you like, offered to people in, particularly in the in in kind of, well, I was going to say in Western society, you know, th- it's not uncommon for them to talk about, oh well, we'll meet you for twenty hours. In yeah. some cases, yeah. eight hours, <laughs> or which would equate to you know what we call eight, <coughs> eight sessions. You know this, or you know a long term kind of uh, therapy. In, and then we expect our, their lives to be turned yeah, around. Yeah, yeah, oh my god! You know, a, a long term would be a year, maybe two years, yeah. every maybe every week or once a month. And that's actually hour wise, mm. in terms of what you're saying, is 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 kind of a tiny percentage. Yes, and, I'm, and I mean every single thing that we do, the, every action that we take towards this growth that we want to create for mm-hmm. ourselves is worth it. You know, every hour, every twenty hours that you get here, or twenty hours that you get there. I've been, I've seen so many people in those ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, so every single step is a step forward. Yeah. Um, every single bit adds up. Mm-hmm. It's an accumulative uh, yeah, process. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm glad you said that because I didn't want to kind of start to people listening. I didn't want to start uh, kind of putting them off in terms of uh, I, I don't know whether you're referring to kind of counselling or therapy or whatever. But but uh, for my own kind of personal experience and, and as a kind of, you know, therapist, if you like, 
that it actually is an ongoing process, isn't it? Every time you engage in that or whatever it is that you're, you're doing, whether it's therapy or finding a spiritual path, that every part of that is still part of the same journey, yeah. isn't it? Even they just come in different yeah. kind of chunks of time or, or activity. Um, I'm going to just kind of interrupt because I'm kind of, I'm mindful of the time. I'm mm. now mindful that we're going to be start pushing towards the news, etc., uh, and maybe a bit more bit more music are we okay for time six minutes mate okay oh. before we finish then how do we Such round a shame because i could go on all night <laughs> how how can we round up what we're talking about i mean is it is it possible between the three of us and maybe people through facebook uh just to try and summarize where we have we come to anywhere or has this just I, been I a process i think i got it i think i've got a little bit okay. of analogy to the two um, okay you can't think your way out of bed but the thought has to start somewhere okay Yes. I think that's yeah. what I've certainly taken from yourself that it's um, it's a process and it starts with a thought but at the end of it ultimately action is needed to um, apply that thought mm-hmm. so yeah you can't think you're out of bed I think that's brilliant I think that's that's going to be my new mantra for life I, I think know, actually it's fair, me too, fair play thinking, to you oh, it's not even mine eh? no <laughs> no but like you know I just think that that really is just like a gong in my head out of mm-hmm. everything tonight you can't think you're out of bed and that, that is actually yeah I, I get that totally that's yeah. good for me okay Brilliant, thank you. Does that sum it all up for us all? Yes. Right, Charlie's been on again. Okay. <laughs> but I think, he, I think he may have given us our topic for our next show. Oh. Okay. Just just putting it out there while Yeah, he... because we need to uh, announce the next show, of course, before we finish. Or the one after, whatever. But he's just said here, like, randomly, do you guys think that social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, etc., has created a surge of mental health issues, or has it brought to light issues that were already there? Discuss. Disc- <laughs> well, in in five minutes, Compare Charlie, and contrast. I, I, I don't think we're going to be uh, discussing no. that. I don't, to be honest, I think there's mixed opinions. I agree. Uh, and I don't know if there's any evidence to support the idea that that is, is a cause for increased mental health difficulties. Um, Can I add I one know. sentence? Please yeah, do. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> I would say that anything that you um, experience in your life can be either of benefit or of blockage to you. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you how you want to look at it Mm -hmm. and how you take it and what you make of it. Okay. Yeah, cool. And what you do with it. And what you do with it. So social media, it's just one of those things, you know, are you you allowing it to elevate you or to stop you in whatever you want to? Yeah, summing up again, mind strong has come out of today. You've got to be mentally strong. You've got to make the decisions. You've got to choose to do things. You've got to choose to either make mm-hmm. that change or not make that change, continue in your lifestyle or not continue your lifestyle. And and maybe there is something about <laughs> what, what Nicole was saying that actually, you know, we can blame social media, but but like everything, anything in life, it's, it's the perspective we attach to it. Yeah. You know, so if we buy into the fact that everybody's having a perfect life as they project onto uh, social media, for example... Well, that's our, you know, that's our perspective, and that may or may not impact on us, kind of in a positive or an unhealthy yeah. way. And it's just the way we think about it. Talking isn't it? about social media, can I just sh- unshamefully, not sh- unshamefully, do it shamelessly? Say, that's say, fine. Shamelessly, right? Say to people that I have a Facebook profile, and they're more than welcome to follow me if they wanna, if they wanna see what I'm up to throughout. Yes. The- just Facebook you want any other form of social media I will be but just Facebook just Facebook it's not a page it's a profile so just go to my profile and click follow and you'll get some of my so you can go and follow uh, Nicole also I've put the web address several times in all the feeds of the live Uh, we'll get a link over to it done as well Tracy's just popped up hi Tracy always good to hear from you top fan you are Tracy definitely (laughs) definitely says there look above Tracy Olin top fan brilliant 
Uh, it's very hard work to get mentally well when you've been poorly. And then, however, it is worth it, though. Absolutely. Yeah, it certainly but is. But then that's attaching the medical thing to it again, isn't it? Indeed. OK, I think we're going to get to the point now where we're going to start rounding up the, the, the show for this evening. Can I just say so that the next show, uh, Healthy Minds, Better Lives on Pure West Radio, is on the 16th of March. As always, it's the third Monday of, of the month. Uh, and it's going to be, as always, 9 till 11. I think that we're going to be talking about living with people with mental health. That's right, yes, that's what um, we, we went through. Yeah. Difficulties. So, so uh, as always, we invite people to get in touch in b beforehand, message us, either myself or Bram, and we can start that discussion uh, in, in a month's time. So, should I say, I will say, on behalf of both of us, uh, Nicole thank you very much for coming in it's been a very very interesting discussion thank conversation you very much for having me and most importantly Anytime. the people listening and people kind of interacting with us via facebook have been very active this mm. evening and so that's that's always what bram and i have wanted from the from the show is to have a start these conversations about mental health okay so thank you very much for coming in this evening my pleasure Brilliant. thank you very much yes always welcome if you want to come back if you just want to come back for any other topic show just to sit in and chat away with us more than happy to we're always happy to encourage that thank so you. thank you very much to everyone on facebook live that's joined us thank you very much to everyone that's listened in um hope you've enjoyed the show you can get it on podcast go to that little app that you listen to us on at the top there's a big green button press that and you can list the podcast i will get them uploaded first thing tomorrow morning matthew rickard if you're listening please upload the podcast uh, and with that we shall say good night Good night. Good night. Good night. Have a good night, guys. Very good. Love you loads, and may the force be with you. Just the way it is
Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. From Pembrokeshire, Pure West Radio. 
For Pembrokeshire, from Pembrokeshire, 24 hours a day. Pure West Radio. Now 